0: Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Alita Johnson. We are here on the Follow the Podcast, and I'm here to talk about the 2020 NBA Draft. And right now, what NBA Draft from has, NBA Draft from talk on Follow the Sports Podcast. um, RJ is at number three. And, and that, uh, number two is Anthony Edwards, number one is James Wiseman. That's not a bad top three. I mean, James Wiseman has a 7'6 wingspan. He's a big guy. You know, he's a guy that can dominate. You know, and um, he's definitely a game changer on defense. But Anthony Edwards, R.J. Hampton, to me, are clearly top two. That's, that's it. Then you got Co. Anthony at number three. He's a winner. He's ready to play now. He's another guy I think is ready to play right now. Anthony Edwards is a special talent as shooting guard. Physical, you know, long guy. One of those type of guys that, you know, is very explosive. I think him and R.J. are the two top heads of this draft, because R.J., let me tell you something, they got to stop, R.J. can do it all, he can do it all, he can definitely do it all, and and his shooting is better than Anthony Edwards, you know, his energy is better than Anthony Edwards on the floor, which is contagious, which affects the game, He played defense better, and they both, you know, they get on their defensive thing, but R.J.'s better, R.J.'s is a better all-around player, he affects the game than anybody on this draft. You watch the, you watch him play. I don't care who he's on the team with. I don't care how his team is bad. He affects the game. He affects the game with nobody on his team. So when you see him with the New Zealand Breakers, this is going to be big. I, I can't wait to see how he plays with guys that have played and have you know he's now you know RJ hasn't really been with teams. Now he's with a team. And he displayed himself. He, he knows how to shoot the ball. He gets the ball. He knows how to display RJ, and his camp made sure that he was able to display RJ. Anthony Edwards is explosive. He's gonna be with Georgia. He's gonna turn that program to another n- another level. He's gonna really die. He's gonna get the ball anytime. And you see where um, Cole Anthony with North Carolina playing with Armando Bacchae, another guy who's a um, draft talent. These two guys are going to definitely, definitely, I mean, these three guys are definitely, to me, the top three. Number four, Wiseman, no no question. Wiseman, no question. I think now you give a guy with his wingspan and his athletic ability and his talent that go around. And then Scottie Lewis. And that was my top five. You have to really, this is just where I'm going with this time. We're going to the top five. We'll work our way into other parts where I feel like you know, because 'cause I'll be coming up with my NBA draft, uh mock draft earlier than you know, I'm I'm finally gonna come up with an earlier one and um the top five guys are R J Hampton, Anthony Edwards, Cole Anthony, James Wiseman, Scotty Lewis. There's so many players and, and R J just and Scotty Lewis upped this game so much. You know, it gives you uh we we'll, we'll get to the top ten. Um, because five more, we're talking about a top 10 right now in this segment, but the things that Scotty Lewis does and what he'll do for Florida with that deep team, that's going to be very scary, very scary. I mean, I love to watch Scotty Lewis play. I've been, I've been on record as saying he's probably also in contention for number one. You can't say, I mean... Guys have come along. Anthony Edwards reclassified. Great talent. Great class. RJ Hampton reclassified. Great talent. Great class. Cole Anthony and Wiseman have been one and two in this class before these two showed up. And people forget about Scotty Lewis. Scotty Lewis can impact the game or change it just like anybody. He's good on both sides of the floor. He can play he's like a point four. Can play two. Two or three, I mean, you have to really recognize the type of talent Scotty Lewis is. And I think people are not recognizing that type of talent. RJ has changed the game for this whole draft. Like, I don't think nobody realizes, and then him not playing in college, they're not going to, I think some scouts are going to be like, well, RJ's not that, you know, he hasn't played against He's playing against a good league with a good team. And he's taking a and he's young and taking his talents out there. If R.J. scores the same amount and dominates the same amount as he did in high school. And we talk about 30 a game. That's what I'm talking about. I don't think he'll average 30. I think he'll average like 22 a game. If he does between 22 and 30 points a game, R.J. is the number one pick in the draft. That's just what it is. Right now, I'm saying that he is regardless, but... If R.J. averages 22 points a game around the guys who are pros, you know, who have done it, guys who won over there, if he averages 22 a game, there's no doubt in my mind R.J. Because R.J.'s in the pro league. He's not in college now. So you can't compare everybody else to R.J.'s statistics. It's kind of unfair because R.J.'s, you're going to say, oh, well, Wiseman has 22 or Anthony Edwards has 22 points a game or 25? I don't care what they have. They're in college. R.J. Hampton is in the pros. If R.J. does the same output, makes the same impact as any of them guys, it's still a clear-cut R.J.'s over number one. So right now at number three, I think they're just waiting to see him impact. I think people are waiting to see him impact. And when he impacts, it's going to be bar none because he's over there with pros. He's not over there with other all-star of high school players. That's what college is. This is an all-star of guys who are who have been to college, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or who came out of just, just to say you got some guys coming out of high school but they're playing against this is mainly guys on the next level who have been to college. They've all been to college. So we're going to see a lot with this with this group and what happens. Now number 6, if I had to say number 6 in this in this class, I might have to go with LaMelo Ball. I mean, LaMelo has done everything you could possibly ask him to do. He went back to high school, and, and, and school people like, "Oh, he was over here with the pros. This should help the RJ Hampton factor." If if y'all really think, "Oh, he went over there with pros, why he's so good and he's killing in the Drew League, everywhere he goes," he what does he have to do? He was killing before he went. He left high school. He was one. Of the, he was a five star before he left high school. Went overseas, whatever, the, the 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 big baller brand, JBA, whatever, dominated there, dominated overseas, and it was a weaker overseas. So what? These are all pro players. Y'all don't get this? You're not judging high school players no more. You're judging pro players who have all played against each other. Now, okay, he comes back. He kills in high school. Now what? What are you going to say now? Oh, he played with pros. Before, they was weak, right? JBA was weak, right? Those pro leagues were weak, right? So now he goes to the Drew League and does his thing. Period, point blank. LaMelo's going to come in here in New Zealand and kill. This is what he does. And he's number six. it's it's, it's nothing you can say to that. Like LaMelo has done everything possibly you can do. Now, if you want to start talking about other guys who... Nico Mannion's another one. This is going to be a class full of good... Very good guards. And I think Nico Man is number seven. Nico has just proved so many times that he's a good player. And then my next guy is going to be Precious Atiyah. I just think he's that guy. And then if you go to another guy, I'm going to say Jeremiah Robinson Earl right now. I mean, I'm kind of stuck at number nine. And nine and ten is a little stuck. You got Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You got Isaiah Stewart, who is a beast. So, um, there's a lot of guys in pursuit of this next level that you got to look at. I mean, Khalil Whitney's definitely a guy you need to watch out for. Khalil Whitney is something special. Josh Green's something special. So, if you want me to start telling you about guys, Vernon Carey, something special. I mean, what do you? There's a lot of guys you can look at in this. Whole forefront. People are talking about Isaiah Stewart, but Vernon Carey's a whole nother talent above Stewart. there's just so many different ways you can roll with this. So at nine and ten, if I'm really projecting anybody at nine and ten, this is the this is the this is the um, you know, you're seeing that Little Johnson mock draft, you're seeing it live and in color, the top ten who I feel like. 9 and 10 is a very, very hard branch because this is a very, very talented draft all of a sudden. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, you go with him. He's like a taller Grand Hill. He can do it all. He can shoot. I mean, this guy can definitely, and he's a winner. He's won all year, and you have to give him that number 9. You have to give Jeremiah Robinson Earl that number 9. Because he's just done it all year. He's done it all year. I mean, his high school to the fiber recently. He moves into my number nine. Number 10, it's a different story now. Where do you go? Do I say Theo? I like Theo. 6'5", explosive guard. Dino Avija, I think that he's a very good explosive player. And in, in this instance, it's just two guys who are claimed to be top five, top six. I think I like Theo at that position. I, I think I give it to Theo. There's just so many guys you can look at. Like, to me, Carey and, and, and Junior and Isaiah Stewart are two big guys to look at. But I don't think Isaiah Stewart or Vernon Carey Jr. get the top ten credentials. I just think that Theo's a pretty... There's a lot of good guards in this draft. A lot of good guards. And then Vernon Carey's another one. Vernon Carey Jr., right now, it's very hard to put guys like that in there. Then you look at Theo. If I have to look at Theo, if I had to look at uh, at the top four, I'm telling you where this 9 and 10 got to because the 9 and 10 is not solidified. I'm telling you what happened and how I got to 9 and 10. Um, and, and it's going to be Khalil Whitley and Josh Green. Those, those are my 9 and 10. Um... I just looked at Jer- Jerron Robinson Earl, and I look at it's time to see him in Villanova, see what happens, see how he impacts, because Villanova has a deep team, how many touches will he get on the ball, how, how much. I mean, he's a very talented guy. But Khalil Whitney can really, 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 really play basketball. And Josh Green definitely proved it. I mean, you look at Jaden McDaniel, that's the guy to look at. But A.O. the this, this New. I, I really like the way he plays. Killian Hayes, like the way he plays. But Josh Green... Just judging from the perspective of what has happened and who, Josh Green and Khalil Whitney are two guys that can play basketball, man. I mean, I think that's the top 10 to me. Seriously, I think that's that top 10. Um, let's go over this again. Number one, no question. Number one is RJ Hampton. Number two is Anthony Edwards. Number three is Cole Anthony. Number four is James Wise. Number five is no other than Scottie Lewis, number six is LaMelo Ball, number seven is Nico Mannion, number eight is Precious Achiuwa. I go with that, no doubt, number nine is Khalil Whitney and Josh Green, I mean, these two guys, they all get, these 10 guys, they get down, I mean, you're talking about Josh Green, every time you saw him play with IMG, you talking about Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Josh Green was, you couldn't be, you couldn't stop him. you couldn't stop him, and you're talking about the duo of Josh Green and Nico Mannion being in top 10, I feel like that happens. They're going to run their offense. They're, they're going to be the explosive run of their offense, Nico and Josh Green. And when it's all said and done, they're going to be top 10. Now, there's some other guys that we could wait for, like Vernon Carey Jr. and Isaiah Stewart and Brian Antoine, who people... Jay McDaniels and A.U. He's going to have a big year. Who knows what Johnny Juzang does? Where does he get placed? Reggie Perry is a very, very good talent. And Mac McGlung. Reggie Perry and Matt McGlum are two talents you have to look out for. Matt McGlunn's going to have a fiery year for Georgetown, and Reggie Perry is going to have a big year for Mississippi State, and this guy always has big games. Reggie Perry has big games. That's just what he does. McDonald's All-American, um, the fiber team. I mean, he always shows up big, even at the NBA draft camp recently. He's going to be a, a first-round draft pick. That is just it. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. He's shown so many times. Um, good to see what Jalen Smith does. You know, Jalen Smith is a very good player. Uh, he could do a lot. I always liked him since he came out of high school. was recruited by Villanova. Playing for Merlin, he's going to get the ball a lot. I wouldn't be surprised to see Samuel Williamson Move up a little bit in the draft because of his jump shot, the way he scores the basketball. And I gotta say, the like the I just think looking at Luka Doncic and Chris after Luka Doncic did his thing, it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to place people if they are not in that 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 area. But Theo Melodyne is pretty good, pretty explosive, and it'll be a two way guy. You know, that's big too. And then you know you look at Denny. Denny DJ, I think his jump shot makes you think more. He can he can pass the ball. Um, we're gonna look and see that, but how does he rate over Nico Mannion? How does he rate over Lamelo ball? Why? Because he's overseas. That's that's the two other things, the, the overseas thing. But these guys have came from America to overseas. It's a listen. You got to be a little bit different to me. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I got to see how they develop. This is my top ten right now. You gotta be a little bit different to me, man. You gotta be. You gotta be on a different page. I think right now, I don't think of Theo Melodon and Dino FG as um, guys that are Luka Doncic right now. I just don't, I don't see that. That's a whole nother monster. Krista Porzingis, a Greek freak. I don't, and then the crazy part is, you know, Greek freak and, and Krista and Porzingis did his thing. But, it, you know, he had to, he had to groom, and he had to, you know, step by step. So the Greek freak, Luka Doncic came in the first year and did that. So it's kind of hard to put it on that scale. But these two guys, let's think of a whole nother scale. Let's think of Greek Freak and um, Chris D'Appolzingers. Abdijah can shoot. He can shoot. He is all around game. He's six eight. Theo's a, a very well good point guard. These are two good talents. Don't get it twisted. Two very good talents. But I can't put them over these guys. These guys are good, like Nico and LaMelo and Precious Achille. What he's done, people have underlooked him so much, and he's continued to show why he's one of the top ten players in this draft. Going to Memphis with James Wiseman is only going to make him better. You put guys I always say if you put these guys over there where, where Theo and, and Dina are and, and Denny are, they would dominate. I mean they would they would have the same explosion and the same toughness and the same impact as they're doing. Or even more. So I don't think you if you look at these, that's what I say, I try to look at guys Because like, look at where RJ Hampton is going. Look at the level of athlete he is. If you put precious Achiawa over there too. Oh, man, it's going down. I mean, he's definitely a big-time talent. These guys have already played against overseas talent. They've won. They've dominated. So seeing Precious Achille, I just think he is a top-ten talent. No doubt that is as big to me. And RJ Hampton is the cream of the crop, not only because he is he's good, but look where he's going. Look at the moves he's made. Look at him being a trendsetter and how successful he was in high school. How could you, if you really watched this guy play, really watched him play. I mean, i said I've watched countless, countless tapes, countless games. His weaknesses, his strengths, how he shoot, when he shoot, when he get hype, when it's time to turn it up, how he is on one side of the floor, countless game tapes. Countless highlights for years, for a couple of years now. And then it was crazy when um him and Jalen got out on the Dykeman, you know, trip and, and really, really showed out. And then RJ and, and Jalen got close. And that's when I really started to, because uh, I was already looking at Jalen more than RJ. And so I looked at RJ some more. It was no, no. There was no question that they were the two best players in high school. Everybody want to talk about James Wiseman, Evan Mobley, of course, because they're tall. Everybody looking for the next Joel Mobley, Joel Embiid, because the big man they can shoot from the three point line. Both of them, uh, you know, try their three point shot, and they're long. And they're aggressive and they're quick and they're fast. But guys like RJ Hampton and Jalen Green do it much more easier than them. They're smaller. People don't understand the smaller guys, if they're able to dominate a game, that's way better than a bigger guy. Because a bigger guy has more access to the rim, he's he's better, bigger wingspan. And Nico Mannion has to be looked at more in this draft. Um, And the Brian Antoine factor is crazy how people are saying, like, it's crazy. I don't even know what people are doing or saying. Um people miss Trey Young. They miss Job Moran. So coming out this this class, if you're not thinking Brian Brian Antoine's supposed to be back by tournament play. If you're not thinking that Brian Antoine, but it, it is a, a big uh I ain't gonna be I'm gonna be like this. It is big to think that. It is a good decision to think that he might not leave because of the simple fact that if he's backed by tournament play, if he's backed by tournament play, which is further on down the line, then he might not come out. But at the same time, guys like that is written in stone. They're written in stone. Once he steps on the basketball floor and he is the impact, and the NBA scouts see what he has after his injury, that's only going to be the thing. That's the only reason why I say I'm letting this slide because the, if it wasn't for the injury. There's no way in the world you're gonna tell me that Brian Antoine's not gonna get drafted, not gonna leave. There's no way, but at the, the same time, I'm looking and it's like if Brian Antoine, I think Brian Antoine is gone. Period. He's gone because Caleb Daniels is coming next year for Villanova. Everybody's still gonna be there. It's gonna be a five front court. No, I don't think that's happening. Somebody going to get red-shirted. Might be Chris Archer Yakano e. or something. But somebody going to get red-shirted if he stays. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't say, no, go back. Villanova's definitely not that school. Go, no, Antoine come back. He's starting. That's his position to start, and that's it. And he'll be a lottery pick for the 2021 draft. But Antoine, I think, is out of here, man. I'm just, I'm just telling people Antoine, I think, is be gone. Even with the injury. Once he, because Philadelphia's going to be there in March Madness, they're going to be there when they've been playing it, during the tournament play, they're going to be having him then. Then March Madness comes, Antoine is going to really, really turn it up. But then you got the factor of, will they rush him back? No, Philadelphia's not like that. They will put him in the offense, they will let him play. But once he steps on the floor, he's going to impact. And NBA scouts going to be like, whoa, I think he'll be this year's. Per se, Dante Vincenzo because you're going to see him come on late, because he's coming back late, and when he impacts, then all of a sudden, he's going to shoot up, he's going to shoot up, it was a time Dante Vincenzo wasn't even in the draft talk, and if he was, he was second round, middle second round, and then all of a sudden, he goes up to the first round, I'm just saying, watch out for Antoine, um, once again, Khalil Whitney and uh, Josh Green. Khalil Whitney, I've seen this guy just destroyed competition. He's long, he's hard to stop. I mean, he's one of those type of guys uh, for Kentucky. you're going to have to watch out. I mean, this guy's going to have a field day with people. He's going to be hard to stop at the SEC. You're going to have plenty of highlights. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is so hard not to put him in the top 10. He's done so much, man. And he's one of the guys along with Vernon Carey Jr. and Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart was dominant in the post. You know, he has a mid range game, just not an inside guy. He is a dominant post player. Quick moves to the basket. I, I call him a, Right now, in this day and age, you know, Isaiah Stewart, looking at his size. At 6'9", 7'4", wingspan, can play defense. I see him as a power forward. I mean, a very, very dominant power forward. I really do. He's very strong, super strong. But it's guys like Vernon Carey Jr., who can shoot the trade ball. I don't. People are just forgetting about Vernon Carey Jr. I mean, goodness gracious. This guy can shoot the trade ball. And he's aggressive inside. He's just not a guy that... And he's 25 on NBA Draft from, you know. Mike Draft from got him at uh, 25. But he can shoot from the three-point line. He's down there at 25, which I think he's more of a top 20 pick regardless. He could definitely be in the top ten. And listen, if you're looking at a guy that's 6'10", 260, that can do what he do with a seven-inch wingspan, and he's with Duke, a very good five, I think he'll spell that whole five and make everybody better because of the dominance that he brings. When he played with Scotty Barnes all these times, I mean, you could just see on that team what he brings. People are probably like, oh, what about Tyrese Maxey? Tyrese Maxey, Listen. Tyrese Maxey is not that type of, uh, he's a good player, explosive player, but at 6'3", 195, all the other guards, there's too many guards, too many players that are better than Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey's a scorer. He can score. You know, If I, if I had to compare him to anybody, that'd be more like a, a more explosive T.J. McCullough. C.J. McCullough. I mean, he can shoot from the outside, but he can go on you also and dunk on you. you know what I'm saying? He has great ups. Johnny Juzang is a guy to watch out for with Kentucky. One of the smoothest shooters in this class. I mean, it's no doubt in my mind that he can turn to a guy that could really become a factor for Kentucky and flip their program around. You, you got Khalil Whitney, you know, you got Tyrese Maxey there, but Johnny Juzang can really, really do some things with Kentucky. He can really do some things, really do some things. Watch out for this guy. He can he can light it up. You put him in the situation to score. You use him right, Johnny ain't can handle the rock, he can pass the rock, I mean, watch out for this kid. So, my this is the guys in the top 10, i mentioned names that could eventually probably try to break into the top 10, but you know, won't, but right now, that's it, Khalil Whitney and Josh Green round out my stuff, uh, my my guys, of top 10 guys, who I think will definitely, you know, Kentucky, you're going to have a guy in there. Um... Will Duke. People are like, you know, no, it doesn't matter. This is don't really matter. I just think Khalil Whitney's a better talent than a lot of people. Really. And then you look at Cassius in, in, in the first round, first round break-ins, Cassius Stanley. I don't see how Cassius Stanley don't break into the first round. Trey Jones will be in the first round. That's a guy who could be in the top 10 as well. That's That's a guy... That we are we are not even talking about enough. I'm, by now, I, I'm really that's that's the one guy who's hanging on thread and hanging on pins, you know, hanging on, hanging on for dear life at number eleven because he's climbing up to ten. You know what I mean? So that's one guy I think right now. By next week it'll probably be ten. I mean, if I'm looking at Josh Green and Khalil Whitney. No, if you're not going to put Trey Jones at 10, that's crazy. Ashton hagens he'll be in the, t- uh, the, the first round. I think he's going to really turn into a beast this year for Kentucky. But Trey Jones is definitely a top 10 guy, in my opinion. And if I had to put, that that's the hard guy to roll with. That is the hard guy. There's so many good point guards in this draft. Another draft with good point guards. Jaden McDaniels could definitely break in there. Let's see what he does for Washington next to Isaiah Stewart. Kwade Green could definitely break in there. In the first round, I think the first round, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a real good year of some good talents really this draft is going to have so many talents. So that's one thing I want to say. That that's a breaking right there. I'm going to have to go back on my top 10. So it is. Let's do it. Number 1, RJ Hampton. Number 2, Anthony Edwards. Number three, Cole Anthony. Number four, James Wiseman. Number five, Scotty Lewis. Number six, LaMelo Ball. All right, well, everybody talk about LaMelo Ball. Number six, LaMelo Ball. Number seven, Nico Mannion. Number eight, Precious Achiuwa. Number nine, matter of fact, number eight, I'm going to have to say Trey Jones. Number nine, Precious Achiuwa, And number 10, Josh Green. So that is it. That is my top ten. You've got to give those guys the, I mean, there's no way you put you don't put Trey, I had to think back, there's no way you don't put Trey Jones at number eight. It's just no way in possible hell that you don't put Trey Jones in the top ten in this draft, this 2020 draft. I mean, Trey Jones went back, now he's going to come back for another round. After being with a successful team, is going to be big. So, I'm out of here, y'all. NBA Draft from Talk. Follow the sports podcast. Tune in next time, man. See ya.